Hey guys, it's Liz, and you are listening to Dear Younger Me, Love Me, where we give people the chance to write a letter to their younger selves in hopes that we can learn a little bit from their lives. Hey guys, welcome to Dear Younger Me, Love Me, and today I have the lovely, the beautiful Marissa Jameson's newly Perkins, well, kind of newly, it was like August last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well... I've known Marissa for a really long time, and she was one of the first Campus Life students that I had here in Huntington, and so it's been like almost 10 years since I've known her, and just watching her grow up and become a grown adult now and getting married last year and and, and all of that is just really cool. So you went to Anderson University, graduated Mm -hmm. in December of 2019. What degree did you graduate with? Um, Biology, and then I had psych and Spanish minors. Okay, so classic. (laughs) If you know Marissa, you know that she goes hard, even in (laughs) academics. The the achiever in her, you know. Um, And so right now you're waiting to start uh, school again. So what's your future plans right now? Yeah, so I'm going <clears throat> to PA school or physician assistant um, school in the f- fall in August at Trine. Um, there are PA programs in Fort Wayne, so it's pretty close to my house, which is awesome. And I'm just working right now until that starts. Nice. And you work at a hospital, getting your feet wet, getting in that, that whole business and everything. That's really cool. Yeah. And then... Fun fact, Marissa got married in the middle of the pandemic last year. (laughs) So how was that whole journey? Because like you guys obviously got engaged before the pandemic even happened. You were planning this whole thing. What 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 was going through your mind during all of this? Um, I honestly wasn't too concerned. The biggest bummer was our honeymoon got canceled to Hawaii. Oh, yes. (laughs) That is a bummer. But we ended up going to Oregon and Washington, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. So cannot complain there. Yeah. Um, But it really wasn't that bad. We got married in August. So it was kind of after things were starting to open up in the summertime and then kind of before everything started to close back down in the fall. Yeah. So it was fairly normal, which... Mm -hmm was nice yeah yeah you hit that sweet spot where it's like everything like people were starting to be like okay it's august like numbers are down yeah things are things are okay right now and then november hits and it's like okay well i'm glad you guys got married in august then and so it was a beautiful wedding i loved it 10 out of 10 super fun and it was nice to be able to celebrate and everything like that and so um so since i've known you for a long time uh i know that you grew up with a pretty solid group of friends and you had you guys been friends all through elementary school till till high school and and all of that like you've just known each other your whole lives just about about fourth grade and fifth grades and we started playing basketball together okay so that's when i met a few of my friends and we just were friends through with sports like all throughout yeah yeah so those of you that aren't familiar with small town living right like you can make friends in fourth grade and then stay with them all the way through high school and and it was a really special group of friends because you guys really held each other up and and loved each other really really well and were Mm -hmm. super fun yeah (laughs) and you played all the sports together and just like did a lot of cool stuff together so it was really cool to watch you guys grow up and 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 when you look back now what was so special about that group of friends uh I think we we were just we all respected each other a lot and we I don't know we just we had a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. I think that was my favorite part. Well, it still is my favorite part <laughs> of our friend group. We, yeah, we just have a lot of fun and 
yeah, we don't take anything too seriously. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that respect, I think, is a really huge thing, yeah. too, because mm-hmm. you guys just you have this like mutual love and respect for one another. And even though you guys are pretty different, you're able to come together and have a really, really fun time yeah. you know, separate from all of that. And so, you know, having this really great friend experience in high school and then transitioning to college, how did mm-hmm. that transition go? Did you make, were you, were you like going in hoping to make the similar, like solid group of friends? Like how were you going into college with friendships? Yeah, I was kind of worried about college because I had such good friends at home. So I wasn't sure if I could make as good as friends in college and all that. But I ended up making some really good friends in college. Um, I did have some people like kind of for the first time that didn't really seem to like me in college. Um, So that was kind of different for me. Mm -hmm. And um, during that time, I was just like, wondering why like anyone would not like me yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it sounds so bad but well it's like you've never experienced something like that before and you you know came from this group of friends that were so you know welcoming to you and going to a small town people know you all the way up Mm -hmm. and and you're a really nice person and so (laughs) like you're somebody that's that's pretty likable and that like really loved and respected everybody that she came in contact with right and so like having to experience that when you go to school it it, nobody wants them like it's hard to wrestle with that like wow people people don't like me this is this is really hard and (laughs) it's hard to like admit out loud but man I felt that where it's like wow I can't believe this person like this is hard this person like really doesn't like me (laughs) and I don't know what I've done to make them not like me yeah Yeah. Yeah. So definitely I was just like during that time, it was kind of this transition of like, man, I feel really anxious and like I really want to people please. And like, I don't know what the reason is for someone not liking me. Mm -hmm. And um, during that time, I just really like really turned to God. And I um, just thought about the song um, Peace by Hillsong Young and Free. Yeah. That during that season. And then I just really relied on that piece of like, when I'm feeling anxious and trying to people please, I just relied mm-hmm. on God's peace and his truth. That, yeah. Yeah. And so when you were experiencing that like initial shock of, of someone not, not really liking you and, and all of that, what did you, what did you feel about yourself during that? Like, what are some of the, like your first, like thoughts where you're like, Oh my gosh, what's, what's wrong with me? Like, did you ask yourself that? What are, what are some things that went through your mind? Little freshman year when you're trying to (laughs) figure out college, where did you go in your mind? Yeah. I was just wondering like why, like I didn't feel like I was doing anything different than normal. And I just, uh, yeah, I just felt like I, since I couldn't do anything more to make them approve of me, I felt like something was like wrong with me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, just kind of, I just felt really anxious and like wanting to please people. So yeah. And like, I know when I think about my life and times where I've done that, I like think through everything that I've done. And mm-hmm. It makes me think through like second guess stuff that I've said and mm-hmm. like the joke that I made. I'm like, was that a bad joke? Like, is that why? You know, yeah. like just those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So looking back, even knowing that was a struggle because you do want to people please, mm-hmm. you know, thinking back on your life, has people pleasing always been something that has come up for you as a struggle? Yeah, definitely. I think I've always wanted to please people and just like, I don't know, I'm kind of an achiever mm-hmm. <laughs> in that instance. Like I just really want people to like me. 
Um, and I ran into it a couple times throughout my life, but I feel like in college is like the one I've experienced the most. Well, it, it, and it's hard because in college is when you're finally dealing with, not dealing with, when you're finally encountering people that are totally different from you, right? That didn't grow up in your small town, that didn't grow up, you know, with the, with the same, you know, upbringing that you had and they're from all different places, Mm -hmm. right? And so what, you talked about that song piece that really mm-hmm. helped you through that time, but but what else helped you through all of that? Um, I feel like I had some really good friends, and especially my husband now, Ryan. Yeah. Um, they just, like, spoke a lot of truth to me, and, like, Ryan just told me a lot. Like, you don't have to seek approval from other people. Mm-hmm. Like, God's opinion is the only one that matters. Um, you don't have to try to strive after achieving um people's opinions I guess yeah um and just like relying on God's opinion of you and like your own unique personality I feel like um that's the other thing like being a nine for all you Enneagram lovers out there yeah um like I really want to merge with other people and um I used to just feel really hurt when I didn't feel accepted by other people when I was trying so hard Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm still learning that like I can be myself and have my own personality and my own likes and dislikes and like not care if other people don't like me for it now because yeah. God's opinion is the only one that matters. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, yeah, when you talk about merging with other people and wanting to to do that, can you describe what that what that looks like? Yeah, I kind of act like who am I around when who I'm I act like the people I'm around sometimes um because I want to please people and like be who they want me to be basically yeah and I don't do that as much anymore because I'm becoming a healthier person yeah but yeah that's what it means to merge I guess just Mm -hmm. kind of act like the people you're around more and yeah so look before you even knew about the Enneagram because the nine is the peacemaker they're the ones that typically merge with other people and just want peace and so they'll sacrifice themselves so that they can have peace in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And so after, well, before even discovering you were a nine, looking back, do you, do you see that merging all through your life and, you know, in middle school and high school? And, and how did that, like looking back, how did how do you think that affected you? Yeah, uh, I do see that throughout my life. I, I think it was a little bit of a good thing as well. I feel like I was friends with a lot of different groups of people because I could kind of act in different ways around different people. Um, but then I also felt like it was a bad thing because I never really knew who I was because yeah. I felt like I was always just whoever I was around. Um, but yeah, I did see that throughout my life and I feel like it's not really me anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Because you've grown from it and you've been able to, that's why I think learning about the Enneagram is a, mm-hmm. is a pretty cool thing because you're able to notice some of those unhealthy habits and those patterns and use them to grow. Because so, the Enneagram is really a growth tool, mm-hmm. right? It's not just a personality test. It's not just, you know, something yeah. to like, like on Instagram or you know, something <laughs> like that. It's a, it's a, it's a spiritual growth tool that you can use to really like combat some of those ways that you've always lived your life you know and so I'm super passionate about the Enneagram so if anybody (laughs) wants to know more let me know (laughs) it's it's great um and so you talked a lot about leaning on God and um your your faith but where did your faith really like begin to be serious for you especially you you were a pretty solid Christian in in high school and 
in you know in middle school and so when when did your faith really become like a part of who you were in in your journey in life yeah I feel like I was a pretty strong Christian in high school and I feel like I got it but I didn't like live it out as much as I think I think and during college I feel like I started to like looking at the Enneagram and being around all different types of people that were also pursuing the Lord really mm-hmm. heavily. And shout out to Anderson University. Yeah. It's a great school. <laughs> um, but I just feel like I kind of found who I was in college and like how God wants to use me in my life and like my own personality. And I just feel like I really relied on him for like I wanted to please God and not other people which I feel like was a big change from high school yeah for me and it just allows me to live more freely now Mm -hmm. and like with a peace of mind that I'm not as anxious anymore and yeah I just feel like I'm living more seriously for God now and so I'm really Mm -hmm. thankful for that yeah and so I mean, somebody can be hearing this and be like, okay, that sounds great, but how the heck do you even do that, right? Like, so how did you start changing from caring about what God thinks versus caring about what other people think? As like a habitual people pleaser, that's super hard to just let go of. You don't get to snap your fingers and then you're like, okay, well, I care about God's more opinion now more. So how did you slowly begin to work through that? Yeah, I feel like... I read the Bible in high school, but I feel like in college, um, I took Bible classes and I was around people that were really serious about their faith. So I feel like I really dug into the Bible more and mm-hmm. like sat down and actually read the whole Bible and just like that scripture just really stood out to me. And um, I just would say to any people pleasers, like just really sit down and read the Bible. There's a yeah. whole lot of scripture of truth and peace and um just allow you to like feel the peace in that situation when you're reading it and also I would really recommend finding like a trusted or safe friend um or mentor you can talk to about what you're going through like I just talked about earlier with Mm -hmm. Ryan speaking a lot of truth to me during that time um yeah it sounds like community was just a huge part for you Mm -hmm. too and so and not just community is in having fun with friends which is awesome. We love having fun with friends, but you got into some really deep, vulnerable conversations Mm -hmm. with different friends, which I think is a really, really big thing because I think sometimes we, we think, okay, my relationship with God is just between me and God, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can remember times in my life where I'm thought like, okay, it's me and God, like God, you know, everything about my life Mm -hmm. and, and all of that, but I wasn't bringing God's people into that as well and that when I started to do that in my life that's Mm -hmm. when really like things started to grow in my faith a lot more than that and so when you started to fall back into some like people pleasing ways or when you started to feel really anxious Mm -hmm. because maybe somebody doesn't like the words you're gonna say or or, or all that what are some ways that you helped change your thoughts from focusing on that to focusing on God yeah I think I really would just sit down and think about the thoughts that I was going through my head and just think about what does God say about me mm. and really just, I mean, honestly, just thinking about, like, thinking through it, like, this is just a lie yeah. in my head. And I journal a lot also. It's so, like writing out what I'm feeling and thinking mm-hmm. and then just, like, seeking out the word and yeah. 
just realizing that what I'm thinking is a lie and like how where I can seek the truth out mm-hmm. and yeah well journaling is so huge because sometimes we need to we need to get those thoughts out of our head but we don't necessarily have anybody to like immediately go and talk to about these things and like all that and so journaling has is like a really great practice to mm-hmm. to verbally process but in a way where you're it's still just you processing your thoughts but it's not in your it's not stuck in your head anymore yeah you know like when you write out a lie about yourself you mm-hmm. can see it on the paper and be like okay now that I'm reading this yeah this is a lie like mm-hmm. this isn't this doesn't make as much sense as it did in my head yeah <laughs> you know? I feel like that's also something I did a lot more in college and I do a lot more now is journal a lot yeah. I didn't do that as much in high school and I feel like that's a big part of my journey especially looking back and seeing all my passages and seeing like where I've grown from yeah. and yeah it's been a really healthy practice for me so yeah and then so you've had you know four years of well three and a half <laughs> you graduate a semester early right yeah so you had three and a half years of college and now you're married mm-hmm. so how do you fight that people pleasing even with with Ryan, your husband, because I mean, I'm also <laughs> married, and I know that sometimes that's really hard to do, right? Yeah. And so, how do you fight that, like that that desire to do that and have conflict, and when you when it's when it's healthy to have conflict, but how do you fight through that 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 pressure to just go back to old ways? I feel like Ryan is really good at knowing when I'm kind of people pleasing or just saying what he wants me to hear mm-hmm. um he can kind of catch you in that yeah so he kind of calls me out on it <laughs> and because you've you've brought him in on this struggle yeah. and so he's able to just to, to see that and, mm-hmm. and help you through it yeah so I just I guess I like fight people pleasing a lot just by being really serious about journaling and Ryan and I have started getting up early recently every morning and just setting our um, intentions for the day of like, this is, I don't know, we want our days to be centered around God. And, um, yeah, I just feel like it's a daily thing, just Mm -hmm. remembering to fight those lies. And, um, yeah, I just feel like it needs to be more of a practice versus just whenever, whenever you feel like it, whenever you feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so like, it's so important because I think sometimes we do stuff when we feel like we need it, Mm -hmm. but then we're like, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a good now, but then you backslide and then all of a sudden you need it again. It's like, no, you want to keep doing stuff so that you don't ever have to need it. Yeah. Right. Like, so you don't have to have to be like, well, I fell off the wagon again. I'm, I'm perpetually stuck in this people pleasing cycle. It's like, no, you, you do stuff every day to maintain that. Mm-hmm. It's like you brush your teeth every day to keep your teeth yeah. from getting cavities, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so the same thing is like you keep journaling, you keep in scripture, you keep being honest with your husband mm-hmm. about things to keep yourself from getting cavities, a.k.a. Yeah. sinking back into people pleasing. Right. And I, I think sometimes we get so stuck in like, okay, well, I my spiritual life is waves like when I'm not doing well I'm really close to God when I'm doing well oh I kind of forget about him Mm -hmm. but when we set our intentions every single day and make it a discipline Mm -hmm. that changes everything right and so how has making a discipline of this for yourself like changed you yeah I definitely think I'm more confident um in God and I feel like it isn't doesn't feel as much as like a chore I guess to sit down and 
like in the scripture or journal it just kind of feels more like a part of my daily life yeah and then when you miss it you're when you don't do it a day then you're like I kind of miss it yeah (laughs) Yeah. and you can definitely I can definitely tell a difference when I'm not in the word or journaling I can tell my mental health is worse off that way and yeah, it's definitely a healthy practice. <laughs> Dude, it is so, it is so, so good. I'm so glad that you're yeah. jumping into that and that, like, you're including, like, that you and Ryan are in it together because you guys are a team mm-hmm. and, like, you're walking together trying to, to to work through the spiritual journey, you know, in, yeah. in marriage, but also as individuals because mm-hmm. that's, that's a really, really important thing to do. Yeah. So what are some scripture that you, like, hold on to that you're like, okay, these are some verses that I always seem to go back to that when I need reminded. I really like the Bible verse, Romans 12, 2, that says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's really relevant to me because I like to copy the behaviors of people (laughs) around me. Yeah. Um, And I just really like God transform me and be my unique self that he's made me to be mm-hmm. so yeah I really lean on that one. <laughs> yeah that I mean that is such a good one because it's so easy to compare ourselves to someone else mm-hmm. it's so easy to copy what other people are doing or even compare our journeys with someone else or like compare how someone else likes us versus mm-hmm. how they like that other person or you know yeah. fill in the blank with all of that and just just trusting and knowing that God's going to be your source for that over and over and over again instead of the opinions of other people Mm -hmm. which is so so huge and so hard to do but it's a daily practice like Mm -hmm. you were talking about like over and over and over again yeah yeah so marissa right now i would love for you to read your letter (laughs) okay to your younger self all right dear younger me you don't need to change anything about yourself and attempt to gain approval from other people the only opinion that matters is God's, and he, thinks you are, and he thinks you are a masterpiece with unique gifts and talents. When you start to feel anxious, remember that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and peace is a promise that he does keep. There is so much joy in having confidence in God's love for you. You don't need to gain approval from the world because you're not living for the world. Friends aren't always perfect, but God is, and he is constant. Um, you are so loved and valued. Love me. Mm. I I love that you're talking about like peace so much. Mm-hmm. So we talk about peace a lot in the world. Like peace means no war, mm-hmm. means people getting along, like all of that. But what when you're talking about the peace that God brings, what do you yeah. think that how can you describe that kind of peace? Yeah. Just the, like the peace that surpasses like all understanding. So in that time when I was feeling really anxious about friends and not knowing what they're thinking about me um I really was praying for peace that surpassed my understanding of my situation yeah peace that doesn't make sense yeah right like things aren't going well but I still feel peace Mm -hmm. like that's kind of what that yeah that sound like Mm -hmm. is just like you're looking at it and on paper this shouldn't make sense like why I feel okay Mm -hmm. you know and I feel like I don't have anxiety, but I get anxious often. Yeah. And I feel like that is something I cling to a lot, too, is I feel anxious right now, but I can lean on God's peace yeah. and then feel, actually feel that peace, which doesn't make sense in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So how do you continually pursue that, like, peace of God? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to, like, discipline and getting in the Word and getting rid of those toxic thoughts that you're thinking and writing them out and just calling yourself out, really, on the lies you think. Mm. And I also personally just like getting out in nature and yeah, watching the sunset and just, like, basking in God's creation and that he made a beautiful world, mm-hmm. although it's not always beautiful, but <laughs> yeah. but is but you can have peace in any situation and yeah mm-hmm. there is something special about just being outside mm-hmm. in nature and just experiencing like the gentle breeze or mm-hmm. just listening to the leaves rustling or but yeah. if you're by the ocean mm-hmm. hearing the water like that just brings mm-hmm. this calm that yeah. nothing else can really bring yeah in in this world like people can't mm-hmm. manufacture that similar yeah. there's a reason why we fall asleep to nature sounds mm-hmm. a lot of time like the ocean waves yeah. going or i mean some people fall asleep to white noise which you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> but yeah like that nature just brings so much calm mm-hmm. and it's getting to be summer now which yeah. is the weather is turning a lot nicer so mm-hmm. you're able to spend a lot more time outside yeah. and you know, you have a new house, so you're probably gardening. <laughs> yeah, we are gardening. We also have zucchini for anyone that wants them. Oh. <laughs> because we bought way too many. Perfect. So hit up Marissa if you guys need zucchini and you live in northern Indiana. Yeah. Oh, I was She's got just, you covered. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, you also don't have to go to, like, a big national park to find it either. I've found that I, even just going on walks. Yeah. Like, at nighttime or... Yeah, or just outside. Just yeah, moving nice. your body yeah. around, just being, mm-hmm. feeling the sun or, you know, any anything where it's just not like sitting and being stuck inside. Right. It's, it's such a huge thing. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so if somebody's sitting here and they're, they're thinking like, man, I struggle with people pleasing mm-hmm. so much or this is just something I just keep, it keeps coming up and I'm changing myself for other people around me all the time. Mm-hmm. What's some advice that you might have for someone that is struggling with changing themselves for other people? Yeah, um, kind of like what I was saying, just really thinking about like why you're doing those things and like who are you living for, like mm-hmm. thinking about like why do I want to change for these people? Um I just really looked, like I said, look to scripture and see what God's truth is and just recognizing that you were made perfectly and unique and you can rely on that truth that like you don't need to try to please other people because you're already made yeah, unique. And I would just say um, a big part of it is community like we were talking about earlier so finding that trusted person or mentor that you can mm-hmm. talk to about it is really helpful for me and like I was just saying embracing your unique personality yeah being who you're made to be mm-hmm. yeah I, I love the question that you asked yourself of like who are you really trying to please here like who mm-hmm. are you really serving like what's the most important thing mm-hmm. for you? Because I think sometimes we don't spend a lot of time sitting and thinking what's most important. We just fly by the seat of our pants mm-hmm. and just live our life. And then later we're like, oh crap, that wasn't me. That just like, I I wouldn't have done that. Like if I were to be by myself and then you just caught up, get caught up in the moment, yeah. right? But if you sit and take some time to figure out, okay, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Motivations are such a huge thing. So yeah. we got to question why we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And we got to ask ourselves, okay, who am I living for by doing this? Yeah. Am I living for me? Am I living for someone else? Or am I living for God? Yeah. And man, that's, if you figure out that, 
that can really, really affect you. And so after deciding to not people please as much anymore and really working against that, I'm sure there's been times where you've had to choose not to please someone else, right? And that's not mm-hmm. easy to do where you're like, okay, I'm not going to please this person. I'm going to do what I need to do. Yeah. Um, number one, how do you do that? <laughs> number two, how does it feel when you do that? Yeah. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of a hard question. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing I do whenever I feel the need to like people please, I just, I kind of sit there. It's okay to wait a couple seconds or minutes and just wait on or just think about it before you do anything. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. Um, like, I guess also just I'm kind of introverted in some situations and I feel like sometimes I feel the need to like be more outgoing around some types of people and I'm just I don't feel like doing that. I feel like I can just sit back and realize that it's okay if I'm just being quiet or um, just like going through my head and thinking about it's okay if I'm not doing what other people are doing and then how I feel about it initially it kind of stings Mm -hmm. um, or I feel like anxious like I should be doing that it's like a battle within you yeah it's like a battle at first and then eventually I'm like okay like it's okay that I want to do this in Mm -hmm. this moment I don't have to do what everyone else around me is doing yeah um then yeah. you probably feel good that you fought for yourself. Yeah. And you're like, oh, look at me. I yeah. did it. I, another win for, yeah. for me in that. And also just fighting those feelings of guilt of like not doing what other people yes. want you to do um, and just being okay with yourself. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh. I That first point that you made, like pausing for a few seconds. Yeah. That's huge, mm-hmm. right? Like if somebody's, because I also struggle with people pleasing. Yeah. Um, I am an Enneagram type too. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah, I really like helping people. Okay. Yeah. And so like that, that, like if somebody texts you and says, hey, can you help me with this? Or, hey, do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. And you automatically say yes. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, oh man, I really didn't want to do that. But like, <laughs> I just agreed to it. Yeah. But if you pause uh-huh. and wait, like one minute Mm -hmm. or if you say let me check my schedule like let me get back to you yeah or you know something like that like that gives you the time to really look at your schedule think about your motivations as to why Mm -hmm. you would want to do it and don't just ghost them don't just not text them back (laughs) but like yeah that that one two seconds or even that Mm -hmm. that 30 minutes of okay let me really really think about this yeah is so huge Mm -hmm. because we live in such an instant generation where we feel that tension of like, I got to get back to them right away. Mm -hmm. And then you do, and then you feel bad about it because you, you know, merged, you please, you did it because you want to please them. And then it's not coming from a genuine place. Right. right? I also feel like it takes a couple seconds, at least for me to like get the courage up to do whatever I actually want to do. Uh So just like, yeah, waiting in that moment and like, building yourself up Uh giving you a positive giving yourself positive self-talk and like I think that is a big thing is the getting the courage to because I'm not confrontational I'm working on it I'm Mm -hmm. actually a lot more confrontational than I used to be yeah but yeah I think just waiting and building yourself up is really big yeah that's so huge Marissa this is such (laughs) great advice and I, I really hope that people can cure your heart in this and like you are you are trying so so much to just follow Jesus and that equals living for him 
and not living for what other people say and what other people think of you. And that is such a beautiful and hard and continual journey mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And and it's one of those things where, you know, somebody somebody's never like, you know what, I've arrived. I I completely only care about what Jesus thinks about me 24-7, mm -hmm. right? We all, it's it's all this journey yeah. every day of checking ourselves and checking with God and be like, okay, God, is this what you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Is this who I am? Is this like, I love that you're like, always go to scripture because like, that's where Jesus is telling us who we are. Yeah. Like time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marissa, thank you for being <laughs> on this podcast. I've learned a lot. It's helped me refresh my mind about people pleasing and maybe I need to go home and, you know, examine my heart a little bit. <laughs> so, no. uh, but like, it is just so good to just see how much you've grown over all these years. And like from knowing you from when you were a little freshman <laughs> trying to figure out life till now as a married woman of God who is just pursuing the father over and over and over again. It is just so beautiful to see the light that you're shining and what you're doing. And I'm so, so proud of you. <laughs> you're just, ah, I just love it. I thank love it so you. much. You're so cool. <laughs> and, and everybody home, thank you so much for listening to Dear Younger Me, Love Me. Make sure you guys go and like this on, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're really everywhere podcasts are found. Go ahead and leave us a review because that helps other people hear about these stories too and, and, and share this with your friends and tell other people Marissa's story. It's, it's so cool. And so guys, I hope you learned a lot more about Marissa, a lot more about yourself and even more about God. Go out and have an awesome day. <laughs>